Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning. everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for this opportunity of life, for the breath that you have given us into our lungs, for our heart that continues to breathe nonstop, the lungs that continue to, for our heart that continues to beat nonstop, the lungs that continue to breathe without tiring. And every organ in our body functions in that perfection. We thank you for that health, Lord, that you designed it this way for us. We thank you for our well-being, for our safety. We thank you that you provide food on our table, a roof over our head. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to commune with you in the secret place. To join our spirits to yours that we might draw and drink from you again. That we might receive your light, wisdom and understanding. That we might receive divine direction and instruction. And out of that experience that we have with you, our experiential faith tells us we can trust on you and lean not on our understanding. That you will not let us down because of who you are and you are unchangeable. When we have that revelation of you, then we are able to trust more. Based on what your word tells us, we are able to engage that word with that confidence and make it into declarations, confessions in the spirit. The word that is spirit and life, we are able to release it. That it might bring life into dead situations. That by your spirit, there can be transformation in people that receive that word. That it brings renewal in our own lives. Every time we feel low or every time we fall or every time we are in need of that upliftment. It is you who make that word and spirit as a promise to us in those circumstances. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts when we are with you in that secret place. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the God of overflow, the God of miracles, the one who has covered our head in the day of battle, who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, the God of hope, peace and patience, the God who is a consuming fire. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. through whom we have redemption. The one, the Lord, who is for us, just as Psalm 3 says, a shield. He is our glory and the lifter up of our heads. He is the Lion of Judah, the rider on the white horse, 
the one who will rule with an iron scepter. And we pray for his kingdom to come, in whom are hidden all treasures and wisdom, or treasures of wisdom and knowledge, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And he has enriched us with all utterance, because he is the word himself, given to us, straight down from heaven, as manna, as our daily bread. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Truth, the Lord who in the midst of His people is mighty. He is the seal of the age to come, the scepter of the King of Kings, the hand of the Creator that brought things into existence out of nothing. It is He who changes the times and the seasons. It is He who raised Jesus from the dead. And now that the one who is capable of doing all of these things has been given to us to dwell with us in our body. He has made it his home, his tabernacle. And he gives life to our mortal body. It is he who lifts us up. It is he who is here to be with us even unto the end of time. Just as Jesus promised. And it is He who partners with us when we speak that word at the Spirit and life and release it in faith to make it happen. We thank You, Lord, that You have given us Your Word and Your Spirit and they intercede for us in heaven and here on earth that we are covered in both realms. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances and take over. We thank you that you have blessed us with every physical provision, with every spiritual gift, that we might walk in dominion, we might live in abundance, just as you had planned for us right from the start. We thank you, Father, that you do not stop there, that you continue to work with us and in us until we are transformed into the image and into the likeness that Jesus himself demonstrated, your own image and likeness in which you made us. For we are your kind. We thank you, Lord, for that mercy that you renew for us every day and for grace that you continue to pour over our lives, giving us another opportunity to make amends, to make corrections, to lift up our act and to adopt your ways that are much higher than our ways. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I also cover every ministry and every member of every ministry, every prayer ministry that is part of this house. The Rosary Prayer Group, those that intercede personally for others, those that are part of the morning encounters and the Friday Bible study sessions, those that support the ministry, this prayer house in any way, Lord.
We thank you, Jesus, for these lives and the work that they do for your kingdom. That they and their families will never lack anything. This is our prayer today, Lord. And as they are covered by the blood, I call for a performance of that blood covenant, not only over their lives, their bodies, but over their families and every member in that home as well. We thank you, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. And it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I'd like to touch on the key part of the journey of transformation that Jacob went through when he became Israel. And we reflected on this yesterday. We said each one must go through this phase of faith. And that faith will be tested. The Bible records that he wrestled with the angel of the Lord and kept at it all night and he wouldn't give up until a point where the angel had to pull his thigh bone out of joint. At this point, a lot of us under that damage, under the pain, the suffering, would give up. But Jacob was more persistent and he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. His strength was taken away. And when God is testing our faith and we are due for a big blessing, we will have to go through a phase where our pride and all our fleshly strength, now just like Jacob's thigh bone, will be tested. Whatever it is that you are relying on, that's really what that thigh bone symbolizes. Whether it is physical strength, whether it is your finances, whether it is the influence that you have on others, whether it is the career or the business that you have been running, the good run that you have had all this time, and you are thinking, with my business, I am good. All of it he could potentially put out of joint. When you say out of joint now, they can fail to produce fruit or any outcomes in your life. It could reach that stage where nothing seems to be working. You would let them fall to such a low position in your life that they cannot sustain you anymore. And then he looks to see whether you will continue in faith or whether you will turn and curse him. 
Job was put through a similar situation and his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? And Job had only one statement in Job chapter 5. He said, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Jacob said, unless you bless me, I am not going to leave you. It is your faith at that lowest moment in your life that qualifies you for miraculous blessing. At such times, are you going to give up? Or are you going to say to him like Jacob, being adamant, being dogged, being persistent, I will not let you go until you bless me. I didn't come all this far to go back or to give up now. When you read that part there of the Bible, Genesis 32, it says, he sent his family and all his cattle and all his belongings on ahead and Jacob stayed behind, meaning he went to an isolated place to contact God, went into the secret place, if you might even go to that extent, to contact God. And his secret place of choice was the altar that his grandfather Abraham had set up at Bethel. The one where in Genesis 28, you see, while running away from home, he first encountered the presence of God. There were angels ascending and then descending. The presence of an altar. So he knew he could contact God at that altar again this time. And that's what you need to be looking at as well. Contacting God at your altar. Now what does God say? My grace in, in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. But my power is only made perfect in your weakness. In the case of Jacob, he had to be dependent on God. He would probably have to live with that limp in his leg for the rest of his life. But every time he limped, he would remember God and the promise that God gave him there. From this day, you are called Israel, a prince. You would remember the transformation that occurred there. And that is what would stir up his faith. So let's understand what this means now. My power is only made perfect in your weakness. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So here I'd like to use the analogy of clay to explain when a potter is using clay to make his pots. He takes dry clay from the ground and it is not pliable. So he first adds water to it and starts making it into a dough. For it to become pliable, because it is not initially pliable, he has to beat it and keep on beating it. And if it were to be counted as something living, then he would keep on beating it until a point where it gets tired finally tired of taking that beating till then it will keep on resisting pliability 
and stays stiff and so is not usable. But as he keeps on beating it, it keeps on getting softer and softer until it reaches that stage where you might say it got tired now and gives up and then starts to become soft and pliable, almost as if to say, have your way in me now. It is only then that it is now ready to be molded into a vessel that is suitable for the potter's use. He can mold it the way he wants. He can now use his creative excellence, all his skill and his capability to make it whatever he wants it to be, the way he wants it to look. And the same is true for us. We are full of pride, full of ourselves. We want to do things on our own. We want to be in control of situations. We want to resist any attempt to be pushed around. Literally, that's how we would count it if God were to say, can you do this for me? And it is beneath that pride. We'll feel like he's trying to push us around. And then God is literally saying at that time, you don't even obey you are not in a position where I can use you for any of the purposes of the kingdom at all. And because of our pride, we won't even extend a hand to, to form a relationship with him. Because we are self-sufficient. A self-sufficient Jacob could not be used by God. He would never be Israel. So God lets us as well go through circumstances that will break our pride and bring us to the realization that we are inadequate. Just like Jacob was now imbalanced and lame and would need that support to walk. And that's when we give up and soften our stance like the clay and we become pliable in his hands. Now he can apply all his power to mold us into a vessel that is made for his use. Like 2 Timothy says, a vessel made for the master's use. And that's the point of our weakness. That's the point of our surrender where we come down on our knees to, and say to him, have your own way and now you do what you need to do to correct my situation. Until we've exhausted all our resources, we still try to act in that self-sufficiency to do things on our own and not leaning on him. We're actually leaning on ourselves, on our own skills and our capabilities, on our strengths. It is only when we empty ourselves out that he can pour anything into it. Till then, our cup is full whether it is full of that strength or whether it is full of that pride, whatever you'd like to call it. And there is no place for him to pour. There is no, no space for that power to be received. But when we empty ourselves and let him take over, then he introduces his power. Because now we will not resist or fight him. As long as you are full, you will resist and fight. You will push back. But this time around now, we would rather work with him till he blesses us. 
So his power is made perfect in us only when we permit him to. And that permission has to be 100%, not 50%. Where we change our mind later, where things start to come back into what sounds more or what looks like more comfortable for us in our circumstances, then we want control once again. He says, let it be 100%. And so he waits till we surrender 100%. And then he takes over. So when he says, my power is made perfect in your weakness, he is not talking about our vulnerability. He is not talking about us being marginalized in our circumstances. He is not talking about the beating that we have taken from circumstances externally. But it is more of us beating the pride within, us beating that strength that will fight against him within. Anything that can go against him, he is asking us to surrender that. Then out of that vulnerability whereby we are, we accept our inadequacy and we start to depend on him as that walking stick that Jacob would have needed. He says at that point, I can now put my power in you where you can become Israel. From Jacob you transform into Israel. So I'd like our prayer points today as we pray, I'd like our prayer points to God to be to ask for the grace to consecrate ourselves to him. God grant me that grace to consecrate myself to you. That is to commit myself to obey your instructions, to submit and surrender to you and more importantly to stay consistent there until you show up. And the second prayer point is God grant me that doggedness like Jacob to stick to it and not let go of my prayer altar, of my prayer altar until you bless me. Until you perform that which you have promised me. And I'd like us to pray that with fervence. Not giving up. James 5 verse 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man bears much. Can be effectual when it is surrendered, when we are surrendered, and it can be fervent when you keep on holding and don't let doubt, faith, or any other circumstances turn you away from it. Consistency is the greatest key in prayer being effective and producing results. Consistency is the biggest key when it comes for your order to be standing strong in battle. We can't be here today and gone tomorrow and then back day after. So let us raise these prayer points to the Lord today. As that edification that we need in our spirits in order to rise to becoming Israel in our personal experience with God, in our spiritual journey, and then, based on what we have achieved in that spiritual journey, it must speak to our circumstances in the physical as well. Then you know that your transformation is complete. If you do not see results that can speak of it, keep going back and pressing into him till those results come.
Father, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty, all kinds of addictions as well. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends, especially those not yet saved. We pray for all those that are marginalized, those that are victims of war, those that are victims of abuse, those that are victims of discrimination of any kind. And for all those that have no one to pray for them, Lord, we offer our faith to stand in that gap and we lift them up in prayer this day. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ora 
The scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 21. If anyone purifies him, Sorry, Shani, I've accidentally muted you. So this is from 2 Timothy 2, verse 21. If anyone purifies himself from what is ignoble, then he will be a vessel for noble use, consecrated and useful to the master of the house, ready for any good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews 10, verse 26 and 27, quoted from the NIV. This is actually more like a warning for us to not take things for granted. And it says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections or divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as the Friday Bible teachings, Please share those with family and friends. Invite them to come join us. You can share links also to for them to join us on WhatsApp or on the Telegram group, whichever one they choose. The information shared across both will be the same every day. You can be part of our group and post prayer requests as well. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. We are starting a new series on blessings or curse, the choice is yours, where we will learn that there are two forces at work in our lives. One is beneficial and the other is harmful. We will have an in-depth study on curses and how we can move from curse to blessings. This is a powerful series and can change your life and destiny as well as those of others that are around you and close to you as well. So please share links, invite at least one new person to come join us at these sessions. And if they decide to give their life to Christ, that is one soul saved for the kingdom. This is what we are making as our mission this year. Saving souls, one soul at a time. That will be the mission of our prayer group. I'd like us to share in that vision and carry it out to everyone that we encounter, giving them the gospel as the Lord prompts us to. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us 
let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.